Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone welcome to another episode of the shape of work today we have darshika chandrakare who's heading hr for johnsons and johnsons pharmaceuticals india and south asia uh, darshika as you know is responsible for commercials and r&d organization hi darshika how are you doing today thank you and thank you springworks for having me so darshika before we begin with you know our conversation and the podcast how about you introduce yourself talk about your hobbies your career journey to set a base for our listeners oh awesome thank you so yeah close to uh, 15 16 years of working in the business domain now uh, hr being a forte outside of work i write poetry uh, i have done a few mentorship programs i'm a certified coach so it's been a fulfilling learning experience that's amazing thank you for sharing that so darshika as you know we are commonly held with the belief that uh, the role brings a lot of responsibility what is something that you passionately disagree about your role so i think the moment we talk about hr as a as a function we've done a huge shift from being a traditional admin organization today we are sure business leaders the seat at the table that hr has is no more an enabling function but a pure play business function i think that's something that i passionately believe and hence every time there's a talk about we have functions and a supporting function as hr i tremendously disagree with and i would urge all hr professionals to work as closely with business because today is the opportunity where people are the strength of any business is to be driving the business agenda and not just looking at admin work and we've done that shift already so i don't see any challenge in um, being like that that's nice so how does your you know day to day look like how do you plan on getting started how is your typical day before you know we proceed with more significant questions about how the challenges and future that you see at hr's workspace yeah sure so typical day is a lot of meetings a lot of calls uh, and then some time in the evening to clear emails and run my own analysis work uh, so to say but i get huge energy in connecting with people connecting with business and i think that shapes a lot of agenda that we drive collectively i wouldn't even say it's the hr function driving the agenda but we drive collectively for business uh, be it any of my roles this one or the previous roles nice so when we you know talk about pharmaceuticals when we talk about uh, the workspace shifts the tetra you know considering the pandemic and how the work and workspace dynamics have changed in the last two years what do you think is your take on how the future of work is going to be for you yeah so uh, it's a very interesting question and i'll tell you why we continue to understand what will the future hold but i'll tell you one learning that i had especially when the pandemic hit everybody office was shut we were asked to work from home it was the future state of work so i firmly believe it is the future is now if we are able to deliver the best for what the current ask is we'll be very ready for the future so that's the first context and the second interesting bit is every time it said what's the future of work and workplace 
today there is no concept of workplace people are working out of their sofa and dining table chairs and as equally as if not more from their offices right all of us have our work emails configured on our mobiles so whether we travel whether we are at home whether we are at a cinema an email can pop up anywhere so the workplace and the so to say the boundaryless workplace is the current context and that's where the concept of workplace and work life integration comes in so how do you manage your personal and professional setup it's no more about work life balance but a, a work life integration i'll give you another example as we go global as talent is spread across us starts its day when we have our evenings and the work life integration would mean how do you find time to work during a common agreed time and not say i'll do a 9 to 5 and close the, what doesn't work for me doesn't work for my us colleague also right. so it is more about integrating work life and and a lot of future of work will be around understanding these nuances on on ease of working on collaboration on building this flexibility to drive results competitiveness will increase has increased will continue to increase so how do you how do you align uh, and how do you make be available and ahead of the curve around there is very important absolutely so when we talk about you know being available and when we talk about the integration of workspace what has been the most interesting journey for you okay so i think as the pandemic hit the pandemic is thanks the only thing i would say the good thing the pandemic did was it gave us a lot of learnings it gave us a lot of adaptability to what we could be and we kept debating about it from erstwhile times like will work from home work was was the was one big question but the pandemic taught us when the even when the whole company was working from home we were meeting the targets so was it effective it was the most interesting thing i would say is is the connections that it could create today everybody's is into each other houses because of this work from home my daughter's now not here but there've been so many calls where she's peeped in and you know she's she's a 9 year old it's not all the time she's even combed her hair uh, the pets who have like you know made their presence felt in a in a executive town hall calls so oh, our own agility towards that and our own i would say ease around who we are about bringing the personal self to a professional context has also increased tremendously which i believe helps in better collaboration better understanding of each other's needs and also there's this concept around as we talk about diversity equity inclusion uh, which is a great agenda around equity what would each one need to make it successful for them and how can organizations provide for those those i think that as a i would say as a nuance has come in and companies have, have been very open about making those changes for the right so you know when we talk about these changes there must be definitely tons of changes that you went across when you started working and to the position you are in right now so how about we talk about what are the fundamental changes that you have seen from your work from when you started and up until now so Fortunately I've been in places where there was a lot of empathy on who you are and how can you make it work for example when I started and this is so interesting I started my management trainee program and just a day prior my marriage got settled and I was given a location as Bangalore but this 
the guy was in bombay i landed and imagine as a management trainee the first ask i had was hey i'm getting married in november and i would want to move to bombay and i'll not be able to continue in bangalore but i give it to my leader and the organization that they continued to keep me in that role provided for that flexibility and i didn't join back in bangalore after i got married i could hit the bombay office one the organization was large it could provide for it but imagine the comfort the leader could create in making that happen in and see this was not done for everybody not everybody who raised their hands to say you know i need a change of location i i need to be there so i also give it to my peers where they were okay that i could get this comfort because it was a genuine ask so i think as colleagues and as a cultural uh, ecosystem if you are able to customize and provide for people what they need and uh, helps so i wouldn't say anything much changed the biggest change i see is the positioning of the function and the involvement of the function through the years today nobody reaches out to me on an engagement initiative hr doesn't is not considered to be sending out birthday emails it was such a big thing when i started off or even like 15 years down the 30 years 20 years down the line what are you doing for engagement today this question is not asked to me what are you doing engagement is a manager's job a manager needs to engage the team hr will not do it what's the attrition i don't answer this question i mean i should know the attrition of the company but i'm not responsible for attrition because i can work at a policy level on a day to day basis it's the business it's the manager this shift has been a very significant shift i don't take attrition as a goal in my goals and objectives now honestly because this is not something that uh, i am directly responsible for that to me is the biggest change and that also got a lot of change as to making hr as a business function to deliver for the business what what would be the right talent strategy who are the right people to get in, in where to scout talent from that conversation has become far more important than just saying okay tell me what what what's the next engagement plan you know when we are talking about these changes there are definitely a lot of changes that you must have seen in the diversity equity and also the inclusion in the industry not just the industry but when we talk about the region specifications or even the initiatives that we take to promote these values what is your take on the changes for diversity and equity in that manner awesome and just coming to your earlier question you may hear the cooker whistle go up uh, and that's how uh, how you know connected and collaborative these work from homes and connections of builders in but uh, see diversity equity and inclusion diversity was when 10 12 years back is when we started looking up on numbers and i'll tell you it's a very funny anecdote which i learned from one of the persons i met and then i realized it myself I come from Lucknow. I worked in Bangalore and Bombay. Okay? Uh, I studied in Goa and imagine the kind of different environments we grew up in India because of the sheer diversity we are brought up in. Our neighbors are very different from us. They sometimes speak a different language than what we do. My children communicate in English with with my neighbors and colleagues because they speak a different mother tongue at home. As a cultural context, we are a pretty diverse organized uh, i would say nation and that seeps in into our values we are far more tolerant to diversity we are far more tolerant to different point of views to different we've grown up celebrating so many festivals some at our place some at our neighbors place so that 
built in into our DNA and we are traditionally a very diverse population, so to say, in the country. And diversity, while there's a lot of focus on gender diversity and a lot of companies are striving, uh, I would shift the focus to inclusion. If your company can provide for inclusion, if your managers can be sensitized for being included, that's where you'll create a total diverse ecosystem. And that diversity comes in not just working in Bombay. I want my teams to be working, uh, to be speaking in a language other than Marathi so that I can understand. Very small thing, right? If I'm part of a boys club, uh, they're going out drinking. I would not want to be excluded for a decision that's taking in the evening party. And how do you sensitize your system to it, right? So uh, it, it's more about inclusion and that companies should focus on, which makes an individual belong. So if I as an individual feel belong to the place, if I'm comfortable with my cooker whistle growing, going up as I'm talking to you, you know, that's what creates a place of connection, diversity, and equity. Now, equity is a, is a completely different, I would say, nuanced context. So I may need to be working from home to manage a dual career responsibility between me and my husband, right? Like somebody may need a sabbatical to take care of an ailing parent. Somebody may want a longer leave to take care of a student admission for one of their children who's at a juncture of a career shift. Now, how do we provide for this to the right people in the organization is also very critical. But beyond that, what is critical is how do we sensitize that this is customized for an individual and the others are okay with it. You know, the whole company can't go on a sabbatical one fine day that January it will be a sabbatical for everyone. But as a community, how can we look at equity? They, the, as If we are able to build that, we'll be able to build for belonging. And that's what cause, uh, can cause engagement, that will cause connect and, and help people support their personal and professional commitments. When you're talking about the personal and professional life, what helps people, what not, what do you think you have to say when we talk about how do you balance your work and life? So, as I mentioned, uh, of the companies that I've worked with, they've been very gracious to understand my life stages. Like, for example, when I started working and I was just getting married, I was not judged for saying, how can you get married? Just You just started working. It did not impact my confirmation. My manager was very supportive to say, I'll move you to a location uh, to be together with family. Right? When I move, when I change, uh, change jobs, I was given the flexibility to work from a closer location so that I can take care of my personal commitments. Here, I, I travel to work. So today, I have the flexibility of not being in Bombay and being with my family in a different city and travel for work. So one, it has been very fortunate that my employers have understood it. If my managers have been very supportive. If I would give it, uh, what I would say is from my end, it's also about my commitment to deliver. So if I'm not in office and if I'm not in, my current organization works with a three-day working and two-day uh, flexible kind of a model. But if I'm not in office, the business shouldn't feel I'm not there. If the work commitments are there. And it also builds a lot on, on the credibility, honestly, that you create to get those, you know, I would say ease of working. I wouldn't even call it a benefit. I would say ease of working in, as you grow up. Uh, so build that credibility for yourself with the work. Build connections. I think being honest also helps. 
I didn't beat around the bush to say, can you make it happen for me? Can you not make it happen for me? I said, this is my requirement. This is my request. How do we make it best for both of us? It cannot be only me in it. You're working for an organization. The organization needs to be successful. So how do you build that bridge to personally also have this visibility of that the organization needs to be successful? Absolutely. And that's been throughout, I would say, which helps. So, you know, I, when I'm talking to you, I feel that you are someone who keeps themselves a lot motivated, not just for yourself, but also for the peers around. So what is your mantra when we talk about motivating yourself? Oh, there are a couple of things. One is at work, I, I believe if you connect and if you find those learnings uh, with people uh, you work with, there's a lot of motivation that comes through. It also adds to your learning. You are able to contribute better. Uh, you create an environment where you also are vulnerable. See, we would not know everything, especially as we grow, as leaders grow. You wouldn't know everything. It's okay to say, I don't know. And that's where if you build those connections, those networks, one, you'll be comfortable in your skin. Secondly, you'll be able to reach out to for help to the right people. So build that. On a personal front, I also believe a family ecosystem helps a lot. I travel. I'm telling you, this is the week I'm at home, but till last week, it was 18 weeks in a row that I was traveling. But to have a family ecosystem, one was non-judgmental. I'm saying I'm, I have a nine-year-old daughter. My husband's like so supportive. If I have family. I mean, my parents, my in-laws, my extended family who takes care of me. I have a dog. <laughs> so to have this system where you are not judged, you are supported. It, and you collectively driving your dreams as a family is also very, very motivating. And I'm in a fortunate space to be there. But from my end, it was also setting a lot of expectations from my end with my organization, with my family, uh, with my child to say, you know, this is my work. I need to be away. How do you become independent through those? So that's that's pretty motivating. Outside of it, I write. I write a lot. And um, uh, I think that's a good way. To manage my emotions. <laughs> Absolutely. Nothing better than pen and paper, of course. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about the challenges, how we grow, when we talk about motivation, etc., there are multiple challenges that can be there in the industry. You know, when we talk about the future of HR or how we prepare to address the challenges we are facing. What do you think are the challenges that might have arisen in the past or can in the future? How do you think you would like to address those challenges? Challenges in a work context? Yes, of course. See, any challenge, I'm a huge believer of how do we drive the solution collective. So whether it is in business, when the business is not doing well and you have to support business or solve for it or create something new, how do you get the right people on the table so that you arrive at a collective solution? One, it will be nuanced. You would have seen all angles as you arrive at solutions. Secondly, look at the ownership it will drive. So today when I say, I need to change the organogram and this is how it will be. Instead of saying and going ahead and saying, we are doing this, get the right owners on the table. Say why it is important. Be open to understand from them to say, this is why it will be helpful or why not. Make amends wherever you get the right suggestions and then deliver for the business. 
So any challenge I have personally solved like this and I think it worked. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, this brings us almost to the end of our conversation. So as my final question for you would be, what do you think can be a piece of advice for all the aspiring HR professionals who are looking towards making a positive impact in their respective organizations? Okay, three things. First is know your business. It's very important that you know your business. You will not be able to do anything for the business unless you know the business well. And know the business in and out like a business leader. If you are in a sales organization, you should know what your sales colleagues' day is like. What's the kind of product that you are selling? What's the kind of customer you are reaching? You know, you can learn from Maslow's theory by Googling it. You need to seep into business to build credibility for yourself and also to provide for the right impact solutions. The second thing I would say is connect, connect and network in the industry, outside of the industry, in the company, outside of the company, identify leaders who can guide you, identify people who can drive thought leadership if, and where you can reach out being as open as even sharing your fears, your anxieties, you know, it's, it's a professional world, You, it's competitive, you will not be your best at all times. So Build your networks, build your networks carefully, uh, build your networks and invest in your networks. It's easier said than done, you know. No, uh, we may meet, we connecting today. We may not even connect for another year. So it takes effort and it takes genuinity to do that. Uh, you know, I see a lot of CVs coming to me. Hey, can you recommend me? Can you refer me? You haven't even connected with me. I don't even know you. How can I refer you? And then, so understanding this and reaching out. So, I would say this is the second most important thing to know. And the third is be open about what you know and what you are learning. As you grow, you would not know everything. Like in my role, I as I lead HR, I have partners on talent acquisition who support me get the best talent. I have employee relations who guide me on the right policy and process and the right labor laws, for instance. And uh, their compliance teams helping me to say what's, what's the right way of doing a business in a particular organization. So it's okay not to know. Be open about it so that you are able to derive the rights. Instead of making a mistake and messing up and then uh, managing it, if I'm telling you asking for help, nobody judges. There's a lot today people know what you're capable of, what you do, and you would not know it all. So just acknowledging it, making peace with it, and and then reaching out to the experts will help you in, in a long way. You would learn that phase also. So tomorrow you would be giving advice uh, on subjects not related to, to you as well. Absolutely. That was beautiful. I'm sure a lot of aspiring HRs will get to learn a lot from these three trips that you just mentioned about. So definitely, thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming on the podcast and having this conversation with us. We look forward to, you know, having more such podcasts with you. So Dashika, if our listeners want to connect with you, I hope um, they can connect with you via LinkedIn. Absolutely. Um, I'm available on LinkedIn at Dashika Chandra Khare and they're very happy to connect and support people in their career aspirations. I'm a coach, so in their journeys where they need coaching, very happy to do that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Darshika. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you.